2: A San Antonio district judge resigns
1: after a federal corruption probe. A former San Antonio, Texas judge goes to federal prison after pleading guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for rigging cases in his court. Angus McGinty committed the ultimate judicial sin. Why did you do it?
3: I did it because I was foolish.
1: Listen to How to Bribe a Judge on revolverpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I fucking love them.
3: I can't get enough of them. Let's
2: hear that Boston next. Big jab there from Duffy and Brett Mir now. Oh, oh, goes Duffy. out oh, cold. Frank Mir does it again. Rock'em, sock'em
1: robots here. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe there are a couple of absolutely self-involved bullshit artists. Here are your hosts,
4: John Anik and Kenny
1: Florian. That's oh, way we're streaming. Yeah, oh. let's go, baby. What Sunday, night. June 9th. What a night!
0: 2022. Oh, Happy shit. Father's Day if that Woo. applies. It's episode 353 of the Anakin Florian Podcast. We got Longo dressed up off the top because he's got places to go. Happy Father's Day to the
1: Godfather. What do you all? <laughs> oh, is <happen>?
2: oh.
0: <laughs> it a new one?
1: Or is it the same uh, one? I if I buy these things like TicTax, i buy this guy. You guys if know who I am? All-
0: only Ray is showing off a gold Rolex. Oh well, yeah,
1: <laughs> this could it's be yours too.
0: <laughs> well, it, it, it seems like this like Instagram hack is like a front. Oh, but. this
1: ma, let me tell you something. You guys notice ever since that hack, crypto just went in the toilet. It did. Yeah. Dude, I tell it you, and, and people are blaming me now.
0: Oh, I can't imagine uh, what Ken know. Close mentions look like when it gets down to 20,000.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> uh,
0: uh, no. so uh, no. it's good to see you where your daughters or your wife taking <laughs> you tonight, if you don't mind my asking.
1: Uh, we're going to a place called Mocha Bistro over okay. in Woodbury. Yeah, All very right.
0: nice. Uh, have you been there? But it sounds like you've been there before. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, I love I love the place. All right. So what do
0: you know what you're ordering or might there be a special oh. that fucking you wet the beak with or what? I mean, what are we eating tonight?
1: Right, we'll figure it out when we get to what right, well, are we gonna exciting. make what make this about what I'm eating now?
0: I mean, you know, do you just want People me want to, to get know? right into Calvin fucking cater?
1: Is oh, that what you man. want? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean,
0: it is interesting, right? Like in terms of Barry the lake, we could just talk about mixed martial arts then. Jesus, man.
1: Yeah, um, let's do I mean, what a ahead. what a night. First of all, I, you know what we were talking in the gym in the gym today, and I you there were so many good fights you forget about because every freaking fight was just great. It's one of those nights that happens every so often that. You just go, wow. I mean, even just wow. Yeah, uh, any of, fight. You could pick any fight.
0: Well, I guess we'll pick the main event since it sounds like your time might be short. What do uh, no, no, you think I'm of the main event?
1: Uh, yeah, look, Clo- Look, I had Cal- C- Cato win. I'll tell you what I saw, and I'll tell you why I think he won. Um, But there were a couple of things I didn't like. But I saw a guy with perfect use of the jab. I thought he controlled the whole fight with the jab. Every so often he put in the elbows and the right hands. And I saw another guy exploding and Cater looked like he was covering every punch, but getting pushed back a little bit from the force of it. Cause the guy's explosive, but nothing cleanly hitting at all. And that's the way I would have scored the fight. I, I had the fight going to Cater, but you know, who'da, I mean, I think he could have did more. That's the problem. Uh, but I thought he just controlled that fight with the jab for the most part and was never in trouble. Not that the other guy was either, but um, I just thought he landed the cleanest shots. I don't know. Was it me? I mean, I didn't, you know, that was. No. Just, but Ma- i but Ma- I, Ma- I, I, I was already crazy by the time that fight happened because so many crazy knockouts and stuff. But that's Ma- the Ma- way Ma- I saw it. Longo is 88 years old and he's
2: still sharp as attack. It's unbelievable. Yeah. No, 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 listen, yeah. I, I couldn't, agree. I couldn't <laughs> agree more. I don't know I, why I, I'm I, laughing. I don't know why I'm laughing at that, Kenny. <laughs> <but> it's, it's, <laughs> no, no, listen. No, Ray, Ray is spot on. That's the way I saw it. And that's the thing. You know, if you're watching a fight live, you can't see all the angles. And I would think that if you're, you're seeing, you know, uh, Cater get backed up by a shot, and, and if you don't have the right angle, you don't have the, the, luxury of seeing it on the monitor you think he's getting tagged with these shots and getting it definitely wasn't up. And, and and ray is absolutely correct those shots are skimming off the the elbow the arms the top of the head i didn't see them landing clean it looks impressive because emmett is so damn fast and powerful. yeah i don't want right. to take that away from him. And and some of those shots were landing but not not a lot of those shots and i think that was the difference And i think the the judges were coming away with thinking that he was landing a lot of those shots when, when he just wasn't. It was a close fight. Yeah, yeah. Um but um I, I don't know. I I had a problem with it as well. I, I thought Cater won. Uh, yeah, and,
1: and I don't want to take away from Emmett, you know, he he fought great too. I mean, it was a, it was a good fight. I just Dead. that's the way I saw it. And and look, I've been in there with bigger guys that you kind of get it's not a snapping punch. You get pushed like, you know what I mean? And you lose your balance a little bit, but never nothing that changed the dynamic of the fight. Uh, unless Cato was holding back because, you know, he didn't want to get hit clean with any of those shots, but I thought Cato was a little off based on what I heard in the corner. Uh, but I thought he won that fight. And again, it's exactly for what I said. I thought he controlled that whole fight with the jab. The guy couldn't get out of the way of that jab. He was busting him up and the elbows were landing the, uh, you know, a couple of those right hands were clean. Tell me what shot Emmett landed clean. Do we see anything?
0: Well, I mean, that's one man's take, you know. I mean, I'll yeah. be honest. Oh, yeah. I, no, I don't know. It... I... No, I mean, I think that's fair, right? I mean, I'm happy for Josh. I was, watching yeah, it yeah, on... yeah, I was watching it on mute, on my phone, putting a child to bed, thinking this is the greatest fight I've ever seen. These guys are absolute warriors, and yet yeah. I knew come Monday morning everybody would be talking about the score. It would be a close fight, as it often is, at the elite levels. I guess I saw more landing from Emmett uh than you did but again I think you're right like the the combination of speed and power from Josh is a real real thing and yeah. um, you know he I don't know I guess early in the fight you know like some of these fighters as trite as it it sounds will say late in these fights like who wants it more and sometimes I do think it can come down to that and Cater came on strong when mid-fight I was like man Nobody wants it more than Emmett tonight. You know, people yeah, might yeah, want yeah. it as badly, uh, but that he uh-huh. wants it really fucking badly. And it might even not result in a championship opportunity. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was close fight as these main events. are.
1: I, I think it was one of those things. It's optics. It really is. It was optics. And that, I went through this with Aljo with his fight, his first fight with Yan. like when he would get tripped down, the optics just made it look, he might've been going with it, but the optics made it look like he was flip flopping all over the place. And, That's the first thing we wanted to change was we're not doing that anymore. You know, we can't because you you, I hate to do this, but you do have to take into what you think the judges are seeing. Right. It is a it is a game at the end of the day. And uh, the optics are very important, how you handle yourself and, you know, the ring generalship, that stuff like that. So I think that's what they saw. They saw a guy getting pushed, like kind of off balance. And again, I don't want to take away. It was a great fight. I I don't want to. I hope hope I'm not doing I'm just saying that's what I saw. That's it.
0: So as some of our listeners know, on June 24th, a lot of the UFC commentators are going to be sitting down for a seminar with uh referees and judges and going over some scoring and I don't really want to get into details and i don't know all the details um but obviously anyone who has watched this show or listened to this show knows that we're sort of invested in all of that stuff and so when there's a fight like this that's close and you know people bring up a specific scorecard in this case i believe it's chris lee and his round four scorecard you know kenny oftentimes people go nuts but i i I just think generally speaking within the confines of our criteria it seems like at this point in time damage is the buzzword and um I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, you know, I think we just have to sort of accept that there are going to be close fights. And until there's real change, um, you know, like open scoring. So then is Calvin Cater supposed to, like, completely change his tactics after a, a really good round four and round five because now he needs a fucking knockout? I just think it's a, open scoring. is yeah. asking a lot of these fighters, man. Right. Kenful, what do you think? Yeah. Listen, uh,
2: I, I thought the first two rounds were the close ones. Right. And right. Um, it, you know, for someone like Sal D'Amato who had round two for Emmett, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is Chris Lee calling round four, uh, for Josh Emmett because I thought that was probably the most clear round for Cater. I mean, the spinning elbow, he buckled him with the knee, he hit him with a lot of hard shots. Like, I, I don't know how you could score that for, for Emmett, to be honest. Uh, four yeah. and five, I thought were really clear for Cater. Um, and I, I had so I had rounds one and rounds three for Emmett, and I had rounds two, four, and
0: five uh, for for. Cater. I think that's the way a lot of people saw it. Yeah, yeah. Ray. Yeah. I
1: guess you were probably there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that for sure. Hey, and, and to your to whatever you're going to on the 24th, here's what I would do. Like the rules are the rules, right? Guys made the rules. We stick to the rules. I get that. Yeah. But as far as scoring this is what I would, I'd take every champion from every division and sit them in a the room so they could tell you like being, having your back taken sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it, I t- agree. It, that's the difference. I don't care. I don't want them to tell me how to score. I, rules are different. But scoring, they just don't know, John. They don't know. Just like me and Kenny had talk. they don't know what it's like to cover a punch that's not a snapping punch, but a pushing punch. They don't know that. Fighters could tell you this is what I think. And I guarantee if you get them together, they should be dictating the way fights are scored. That's what I would do. Uh, not, I don't listen, I don't want to listen to a, a, a judge tell me how to, you know, what's damaged and what's not damaged. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Now so, the rules I get. That's why the, the ref has to get in there and go by the rules. The judging, I think they have to follow criteria, but that criteria, I believe. Should be set by guys that have been in there The last 10 or 20 years Yeah I totally agree
0: Cut it up you know and put it on a soundboard I mean yes like Kenny that's what Needs to happen but that's like pushing A reset button on the whole thing which is just Not going to
1: happen No, I think they'll come up with some common ground They can make some nice changes easy I think it's a an easy fix because
0: for me it's like I'm trying to respect the criteria and the education that comes with pe- putting people on the same page. But for me, at the end of the day, it's like I want to know after five minutes what Kenny Florian and Daniel Cormier think as to who won that round. Uh, you know, I don't
1: really care. A hundred percent. Listen, yeah. DC tells your hey, "Son, you got controlled, buddy. I well, don't right, believe right, in that." Right, well, right. You know what exactly. I'm saying? He knows. I know. And decided, we're not
0: talking about octagon control and for see, the record. We're that, talking that's about my, effective grappling.
1: Right. And that, that's my point with the judges. Let me hear how you scored that fight because that'll tell me a lot. If we don't hear, like, what are they going to do, behind closed doors now? It, it's going to – that's a joke. I yeah, want exactly. to hear after the fight how you – and then we could determine, okay, this guy's fucking crazy, period. He has no clue. You know, somebody came out with an article, who's a blue belt? Who's the, a blue belt? I mean, that's a start, Kenny. No, it's a start. And I like that your head's into it. It's butt. cute. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. yeah. But right. you got to yeah. be fucking kidding me, man. I mean, yeah. this isn't, it's not rocket science. Right. You know right. what I mean? I i, I really don't want to hear from anybody you know who doesn't have the right... I just. I want to sell. I, I, I would sell say that-
0: white belt tears mugs on our website. Go ahead. That's used-
1: amazing. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> That's a great
2: idea. Ray's on fire today. Listen, because uh, he, here's the here's the thing: who are we trying to appease? Are we trying to appease, or are we trying to make the fighters feel better and feel like it's a fair, more fair process? I think they're kind of again. I'm coming from a biased perspective, and Ray probably is too. But like. You know, we've been in this sport. We've seen guys, you know, work their asses off and and have one fight change the whole trajectory of your career. It, it really could be like that. And you know, I, I think we want to have the fighters feel like they're getting a a fair shake, right? I, I think, and I think having this is a good step forwards. But why aren't the fighters involved in telling the without a about, doubt, you know, yeah. especially the grappling portion of this fight, where you yeah. know, okay, you might not like it. But if I'm on your back for the majority of that fight, even without a doubt, or not, I'm telling you where this fight is taking place. You cannot just get up and, and get back to your feet right. or do right. what you want. And nobody's and, and gonna
1: disagree people, with you, Ken. Nobody's yeah. gonna
2: disagree with that. So I, I think some kind of common ground needs to take place. And uh, and like Ray said at best, why are why are these judges who haven't had any time in the sport? telling us their interpretation of how these fights should be scored
1: no that's a, that's like a guy saying the other night it's just a jab it's just yeah. a jab the
2: right.
4: guy's right. Whole right. face Either. was busted right. up right. Right. <laughs>
1: what is that that's right. not the power punch that punch sets up for the power you know i mean this, this, <laughs> dude, it's insanity kenny it's fucking insanity <laughs> trust me i'm in the gym every day watching guys uh. go at it you know what i mean it's just it's nuts. And I, and not that I've never fought, but I I got a thousand rounds of sports.
0: Oh, don't yeah. I, I'm not making yeah.
1: shit up. Like, I'm when I'm telling you to do something, I, I've been in there. I, I know what yeah. it feels like. I know what it feels like to get tired. I know what it yeah, feels like. You've been like a martial artist longer to, than most people I, have been alive. Yeah. Right. And get my yeah. bell rocked. Yeah, yeah. You, you know. It's not, like, again, it's not rocket science, but I would respect it. Like, I don't know. I'll use just DC as an example. If that guy, you know, and it might be, you know, you might not agree, but that, that guy says something. You got to respect it. That's it. That's it. You have to respect it. Well, you don't have to agree with it, but Simpo you have to respect Dominic it. Dominic Cruz, all these Anybody guys. on Cruz, cruising. But too, you're yeah. suggesting
0: that it's a an easy thing, right, to affect change when it comes to the scoring criteria, as if all of a sudden we're just going to get all these elite fighters and, all right, you guys are going to affect change and, you know, we'll all help write it, and it just doesn't work that way.
1: Well, you know? it's a start, though, Kenny. I mean, uh, John, it's a start, and I think, like, it's not – you got to remember the judges technically have to be told what's effective and what's not effective because they don't know if they've never been there. How do you know? How the fuck, how would you know? Fair. Right. How do you know if a guy's on your neck, how it is to defend the choke? How how, how do you know? Yeah. What, you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a million things or, you know, what it's like to roll a punch or slip a punch or there's so many things going on in there that are beautiful, that, uh, you got to just get in there. I'm telling you, it would be a start. I'm not saying it's a an easy. Uh, it's a it's an easy start though. They could start by doing it, and they could have ongoing education, and you could keep going over fights. But you know, if you keep hiding behind the athletic commission and not letting us know what you think, that's bullshit. Oh, they're gonna let you know what you what they think in a seminar? No, that's not good. Yeah. Come out right after yeah. the fight. Let's let's have transparency. Yeah. And let's just, it's not, it's not that bad thing. You might have to go down to the farm leagues for a couple of months and think about shit. It's not that bad, but I mean, you see, nobody wants it. They don't want to do it, John, because if they admit they're wrong, then they feel they're open up for some liability, right? Because we live in such a litigious society. Everybody wants to sue everybody. And that's where, so they're going to hold their ground. They're doubling down. Well, we did nothing wrong. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty it's it, if you look at it, it's pretty sad. And you're watching this sport as
0: Kenny is with the keenest of eyes and probably seeing a lot more than I'm even seeing in terms of both parties landing at the same time or not landing. Uh but again, for me and maybe I'm too close to it, right? But Unless Josh Emmett knocks Calvin Cater's head off, right? It feels like this is the way we go more often than not on these main events. And I just kind of want to celebrate Josh a little bit. And maybe we could. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, Doing that right. Yeah. Yeah. Back from his left leg, just being fucking destroyed. Right. Beats Danny gay granted on points, beats Calvin Cater granted in a close fight. And I'm not even suggesting that he shouldn't have to get through Arnold Allen, you know, even though I like seeing the older guys get a a, a title fight, you know, Um, but, It just seems to me like, you know, it's going to be you're going to be hard pressed to find a lot of people talking about like Josh Emmett's win, um, because to Kenny's point, like I'm not going to sit here. I'm a Boston guy, right? I want to see Calvin Cater on a fucking duck boat through the streets. They can go to fucking Methuen after, you know, but I mean, I thought it was a close fight. Like it wasn't. it, was, it was a on, close, it, was, all, you know? I think
1: it was a close fight for sure and again Josh well, I Emmett, think Josh
0: Emmett had to win round five like when I'm half watching yeah, I did but you know yeah. I don't know I mean close the fight.
1: guy's 37, he's still got it he's still game I love it I love it all the recovery stuff he's doing he, he's into it uh he looks like he's a student of the game look hats off, hats off to him for sure.
0: So uh, Kenny hates when I talk about these like championship setbacks, right? But this was a huge swing fight flow for this division, right? You have Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega fighting in a main event two weeks after Holloway and Volkanovski. And who knows if we're going to get clarity with Holloway and Volkanovski. I know we've never had like a fourth fight and we were very close with Davis and Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. I'm not convinced we're getting finality and closure on July 2nd with those two. but. What do you do, Ken Flo, with Josh Emmett? He moves forward for Calvin Cater. Obviously, this is uh, this is going to be about an 18-month championship setback, I would think.
2: Yeah, listen, uh, it, it's tough. Um, I, I think for Emmett, I mean, what's he ranked right now?
0: He'll move into the top four, and then, you yeah. know, I guess Arnold Allen is a name that's out there. Um, you know. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be octagon side Josh Emmett on July 2nd, as he desires to be. But right. I
2: I would definitely say he's in the mix. You know, Um, I I think that either of those guys, even for Calvin Cater, uh, uh, again, you know, um, on paper he lost. But did he? I I don't know. But both those guys, you know, if it's if it's Emmett in there, uh, why? Why shouldn't he not get the next shot? And then maybe Cater and um, and Arnold Allen. Uh, get, get it on you know I, I don't know it is
0: interesting we do have precedents, ray for uh people getting championship fights off of losses so i suppose can you imagine i mean yeah. no
1: fucking way
0: um you never know though yeah. you never if fucking that, know if
1: that didn't put the nail in marlon marais's grave nothing did yeah, yeah. <laughs> i tell you when he when he won they beat aldo and aldo got the title shot it's crazy yeah uh, oh, so I have,
0: uh, I have other things that we could obviously, yeah, let's through. go. I think we kind of exhausted that. So it looks like Marab Dwalish Willie might have a fight against an absolute legend. Maybe he should call Ken Flo in terms of advice for prepa- preparing for <laughs> the king of, uh, Pio de Janeiro,
2: Jose Aldo. Yeah, well, uh,
1: uh, Kenny, how long ago did you fight him?
2: Oh my gosh, uh, seriously, the
1: October 2011, dude. Well, I mean, think about this—over oh, ten years. This is what <laughs> a legend. This is what a Crazy. legend, Jose Aldo is, man. Crazy. Uh, if, yeah. he could, if he could keep up with Marab, God bless him. I mean no, he's no, he, been around forever, you know what I mean, but yeah, you at least pie, got to start his,
0: calling him Jose, I think in the lead up to this fight. At least give him yeah. the respect of calling no, him. No, without it, no so no,
1: the guy, the, no, one of my favorite fighters Jose Aldo. You um I mean? so, you know, living legend gonna, and
0: uh, with respect to Ken flo, I think Barab's getting a better version, you know. So
1: I don't know he's about good, that. He's oh, I don't no, know he's about a- he's getting a smarter, he's getting a guy that's adjusted to where he's at in his career for sure. And he yeah. looks like he's fighting very, very smart. You know, not not as reckless. Not not that he was reckless, but he went for some, you know, he has some crazy highlight knockouts. But uh Kenny, I think, got him in his prime.
2: Yeah, I think physic, you know, probably in his physical prime, but I do think there's aspects of Aldo's game that are more technical. Yeah, oh, uh, without a doubt. You know, yeah. he's obviously the the experience factor is the that he has yeah. now. Um, But, yeah, I I think physically – and that's why I think this is such a fascinating fight because Marab is in his absolute physical peak. And where we've seen Jose Aldo fail or struggle is when you're in his face and you make him keep his foot on the gas pedal for each and every round. And that's when guys start to pull away in round four, round five. and, And Marab obviously, as we know, has that gas tank. Uh, where he can go forever. Now this is gonna be a three rounder, right? This is gonna be a three rounder. I, I think I
1: heard three rounds, yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. So three rounder. So. so but still Marab can keep a pace which is just ridiculous that very few yeah. people in the world uh can keep. Uh and again that that's where you can uh tire out someone like a Jose Aldo right. and, and and then get him late in the fight so I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated with the fight i think it's an awesome no, fight.
1: Yeah. yeah great fight for murad too and and you know it's funny because kenny you know that there's a lot of guys they go to for a takedown if they have to expend energy they just back out they don't want to expend right. the energy this is a guy that just doesn't give a shit. He He'll 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 do it 20 times in a row so it's not like let's try to wear him out and he you know no that's not happening so very exciting
0: my script says to ask you if this is the toughest matchup for Marab in that top seven, but I don't know that I'd get an answer. I mean, do you uh, think this is a tougher tougher matchup than Cruz or Sanhagen or one of those guys that might have come down the pike? Uh, I mean, at one I point, you told me Marab and uh, Cruz. He was signed, my man.
1: I did. Say- <laughs> fucking I signed. Fake news. I, I, don't, I, don't I, I don't know if I used the word signed. No, you're right. You did not. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, once I again. did think that I did think the fight was going to happen, but... I don't even know if this fight is signed, to be honest with you. But but I think that, but I know they're fighting. But yeah, uh, that's two different things. Uh, I, listen, this is not an easy fight. He, this, yeah. this guy's this oh, guy's you're the right. this,
0: You're the underdog against Jose Aldo. No,
1: I haven't I seen know. an I, opening line. I uh, think you're the underdog against the King I, of Rio. We'll see. I don't know about that. That's going to come just, in kind kind of even, I think. All right. All right. I'm just sort of knocking you around. Um, yeah. So
0: a couple other uh performances to highlight. It does seem like there's a date, by the way, for Aljo and T.J. Dillashaw as well, Uh, for the record.
1: I don't that's know if that crossed your wake. Uh, that's what I'm Salt hearing. Lake
0: City, Salt Lake City for Murab, though. You're going to make make your way to Utah. Maybe we'll go on a hike together.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm big with the Mormons. I'm even more too. fucking annoying yeah. in
0: person. So I'm very, very,
1: <laughs> I'm very popular with the Mormons. I Let's bet for, you are. I'll tell you what we do. Let's go for a bike ride. I've been biking a lot lately.
0: I can tell, man. Your face is looking lean, man. Oh, looking man. lean. You're have a good <laughs> dinner. What are you drinking tonight at dinner? Oh, we can't ask him about dinner, right? Just Keep it on mixed martial arts with Ray. Water. Oh, what do you think about Joaquin Buckley, Ray? New fucking oh, Mansa, man. By the way. New Mansa, man. Um, so with respect to Kevin Holland, we'll get to the trailblazer. Yeah, Kevin I mean. Dude, uh, Joaquin Buckley, man. Oh, my God. I mean.
1: If that back story is right, that this guy trained with him and asked for him because he thought it was an easy fight, that guy, he's got to live with that for the rest of his life because he got the shit beat out of him. And that wasn't even close. I mean, is it possible that that guy was beating Buckley in, in, in the room? I don't know, but well, Buckley did the right thing, man. He made him pay for that. So what a great fight.
0: Yeah, Kenny, I mean, Joaquin Buckley's been sort of looking for the big name fight, and it's a win like this that I think maybe positions you to get that. You know, Albert Durayev is uh, is a, a real strong guy and a real good fighter, and uh, I don't know, I think this was a next level to Joaquin Buckley, and uh, I don't know, I'm excited to see the future. Not that I wasn't before, but um, I don't know, I think he can make some real money in the sport.
2: I I thought he looked fantastic. Um, It seemed like he was not only in the best shape of his life, but he was tuned in and focused for every minute of that fight. Um, Because sometimes we see Buckley either check out or we see him get tired. Um, And, you know, he didn't do everything perfectly, but up here he had it and in here he had it, right? It seemed like he genuinely did the work uh and and that was good to see uh especially you know he's had some ups and downs in this sport uh and um he just seemed like he was very focused and you know whether that that was a true story or not whether it was a guy that maybe was beating him up in the room or not and that was what motivated him regardless obviously he's making strides to improve and he put a beat down on that dude man
1: what excellent
2: adjustments made and he looked fired up and and ready to not only win but Finish that, dude.
0: And with respect to uh, Edson Barboza and Anderson Silva, he might. Yeah, just have there a he is. Hey, the- what's up,
1: there, bro? Ray? Ray with a collared
0: good.
3: shirt, looking
1: yeah. fantastic. Oh, <laughs> I-, I thought this was dress-up day on. Hey, this you show. Look-
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, every day's dress-up day with Ray. Longer, you look <laughs> great. <laughs> ah,
1: that's my guy. It is
3: great that's to welcome guy. in
0: Brian Petrie from the MMA Takes podcast. I mean, we maybe we could just say from the Anakin Florian podcast. We but just see the nice MMA Takes logo up there. Uh, happy Father's Day to you, Thank sir. Thank You happy Father's Day. To everyone on the screen happy father's day ditto ditto both both happy to have a birthday party yesterday in the can uh i have that behind us now um but i want to bring you two together something for you uh, before we let you get on to your uh your father's day festivities so
3: yeah Ray, i have a question that's been burning me up i've been a big fan for a long time uh i remember matt sarah's video vlogs which he might have he might have been one of the first fighters to do that so my question is in one of the vlogs, a picture view, a gorgeous picture view, was above what Matt called the shitter. Is oh, yeah. that still there in his gym?
1: Oh, a hundred percent still there. <laughs> if I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something with uh I know it's still there because he just sent me some Molly McCann was in there with Dean okay. Thomas and she she had some funny comments about that picture. <laughs> The a gorgeous picture. Yeah, he no, that that, let me tell you, that that picture was one of the best. I though I love that picture. That was from the Copacabana like in 2000.
3: Love it. I we love was it. We were styling that, that, that
1: night. We were Perfect. styling that night, man. <laughs> we sold out the Copa. I love it. <laughs> uh, thanks. Yeah, it's still there. I'm going to send I'm going to well, well I'm going to send you something that's funny. You'll you'll like it with my 10. Good. Yeah. Good. I'll take it. I love it.
0: Ray, before we let you go, UFC is coming to, uh, I guess it's not the Nassau Coliseum anymore. I don't know what they call this arena.
1: No, it's not. It's not the same arena.
0: It's a different arena. Yeah. All right. Is it smaller?
1: I have. It's new. I haven't been there yet. Oh, are you coming toward, at night
0: in mid-July?
1: Uh. Well, it's not a night. Uh, you know, the, the card starts at like 12 in the afternoon. Yeah. So you guys are staying right by the gym, though when you're there you're, oh. you're doing that show but definitely oh. you're, down, you're literally a mile from like half a mile from the gym
0: i'm definitely coming can i get a roll you guys got jujitsu over there at Longo uh, long Weidman uh, mma or you'll what?
1: be well you'll be welcome with open arms over there <laughs> all right all right uh, open Maybe. arms yeah but so i don't i don't know if i'm going to that because it, it's right. an after, it's an afternoon show so i think all the main right. event starts at three
0: Wow. You're breaking news. I love oh, it. All right. Wait. I should have flown out that night. All right, my man. Well, uh, have a great dinner with your family. Wait, that's man. it. You're throwing me out? No, oh, I mean, you can stay as long <laughs> as you want. I'm <laughs> trying to respect your time. It's 528 Eastern, uh, and and they told me at had a 530 out.
1: You A hundred percent. But listen, Bob, shout out to Adrian Yanez. You know, he's been in the gym. I love that kid. Yeah. What an economical, crisp fighter he is, man. He, well, You're going to fight at that range with him. You're not going to win. I thought it was another great performance for Yanez and, I just wanted to say congratulations because uh, he's a big help whenever he comes down. And they just yeah. wish that kid the best of luck. Yeah, that had to and, feel good. And that other guy, uh, Rodriguez, that, that giant. Oh, yeah, Gregory big, Rodriguez. Yeah, no, yeah scary. You know, I mean, the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know what the problem was? <laughs> They never fired a missile. Just like uh-huh. the fight, <laughs> there was no missiles fired. Yeah. You guys, they
2: were the Soviets' missiles anyway. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. <laughs> yeah, they
2: weren't even their missiles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but that that guy looked—he looked scary, man.
0: Yeah. Hulk, fucking cod, man. Just the whole cod. The whole dude. cod.
1: And it's insane. awesome. Yeah. I gotta go park the car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, uh, have a great day and a better All evening. All right, guys. Thanks to the family. Yeah, Happy Ray. Father's ba- Day. Ray.
1: Thank you very much. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy Father's Day. Day. Take it easy, guys.
0: All right. The Anakin Florian Podcast, the 353rd edition today, is presented to you in part by UFC Fight Pass. We're very happy about that. See the best that UFC Fight Pass has to offer on the Fight Pass 24-7 stream, offering a constant channel of historic fight action all day, all night. Tune in, sit back, and enjoy a network created by fans for fans. Step into our world, UFCFightPass.com. I got to read that a lot straighter on a UFC broadcast. I could probably cuss doing it on these airwaves if I (laughs) so choose. Brian Petrie, it's good to have you with us. I didn't get a chance to acknowledge the fathers off the top of the show. And um, I'm more talking about the single dads and I guess the single moms, too. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the single fucking dads, okay? Because I'm not a single dad. And when my wife goes away for like four days, it looks like a tsunami rolls through my house. I want to like divorce her, even though she's been gone. Like she hadn't done anything, you know. Right. And my whole life goes spinning sideways. So to mm-hmm. the single dads, I mean, generally speaking, with a broad brush, I would say fathers in this day and age. I probably said this last year. Ken, they? They just feel like they're better and they do more in a broad stroke. I'm just going to say that, you know. Um, Longo didn't change any diapers. I hate the fucking shit on him on the way out. But no, I mean, <laughs> my best friend didn't change any diapers. I can assure wow. you, his son is. guy to wow. I what a fucking piece of trash. I know. Is he not? I mean. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> Brian Martin Montgomery, like barely changed fucking Right, like if you're a dad in 2022 and you don't change diapers, it's um, crazy. I don't know how much respect I have.
3: For I've that. changed three today already. It's See maybe what even mean? more. It's
0: crazy. Yeah. So you and I both had birthday parties yesterday. My hunter, my my son Hunter turned four. Thought he did. Uh, and you celebrated birthday a few days after the fact. Is that right?
3: For, yeah. When his birthday was Tuesday, we had the party on Saturday just because the in laws live in Atlanta and they had to come in and stuff. We All got right. a bounce house and oh it was uh it was a good time it was fun i mean a lot of kids running around you know and you know and it was it was it was good to to get home to watch the fights that's what i was looking forward to it was fun for a little bit you're like cool 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 and then they start eating sugar and then you're like okay oh yeah crazy bounce house might pop We we might not get back to the deposit let's let's slow down but uh it was good man it was a good
0: time gotta schedule those birthday parties for two hours yeah. can't be scheduling those for in three and hours. In we in we, in we in did it for show. four.
3: We rented that thing for four. Wow! And so the on the MMA, excuse me. So on the yeah. MMA
0: takes podcast, like would you ever talk about your kid's birthday party or something? Oh like yeah. Anything? I, the first right. 15
3: minutes usually is okay. me rambling about personal stuff. I'm an open book. I talk yeah. about fucking
0: everything. Cause I tell you, man, Ray Longo. I mean, we, we worked our schedule around him today. have him join the top of the show. You know, yeah. no Ray Longo minute imaging, right. Just make it lead the show. Star yeah. of the show. Ray fucking Longo. Right. <laughs> and man, I mean, he didn't want to talk about anything.
3: Yeah. He's, he's a straight to, business. Okay. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I'm an open book. I, I'll talk about everything.
0: So Cody, you can fire some performances in the chat room from this Saturday night, uh, because inevitably I'm going to forget somebody, but Kenful, I'd like to lead with you if I could on Kevin Holland, uh, He's found the right weight class, man. I mean, discipline is not an issue for this man. And I thought it was a a really good performance for Kevin. And, you know, I don't know who tweeted, but there is sort of a composure and a calmness to him. And, you know, I think some of that just has to do with the experience that he's accrued in the UFC across several divisions and fighting in a short amount of time. Um, Your thoughts on Kevin Holland after what was undoubtedly a big weekend for him?
2: Yeah, listen, there's there's no question about it that the experience really is transforming his confidence, his approach, his technique. He looks way more composed in there. He seems more technical in there. Uh, and I agree. I think 170 pounds absolutely is the right weight class for him. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think he looked great. Uh, it, it seems like he is only going to continue to get better. He wants to keep that, that active schedule. I hope his body is able to hold up um, where he can fulfill that. Um, it seems like he's not taking a whole lot of damage. So offensively, defensively, he's better everywhere. Uh, and he's an opportunist man. If he gets you hurt, he's gonna take you out. And, and I love that about him. Um, so and, and it seems like he's, you know, there was a lot of criticism on his part about maybe his grappling or his his uh, ability to stop takedowns. It seems like he's genuinely working on all of those skills and has made a concerted effort. and uh, taking his game to the next level. And, uh, I'm, I'm high on him as well, man. He's been looking great.
0: Fought Jafia Lovato jr. In his sixth pro fight, right? Mm-hmm. Accrues all this pre UFC experience. Then many of our listeners remember when he fought Thiago Santos, obviously on short notice to, to bust the UFC door down. And you look at some of these names, right? Obviously as a win over the aforementioned Joaquin Buckley, but Jaco de Sousa. um, and then even going the distance with guys like Brunson and Vittori, uh, your thoughts on Kevin Holland, Brian Petrie, after a big win and uh the accompanying bonus on Saturday. Unbelievable.
3: Night. <clears throat> yeah, I loved it. I cashed on him. I had him straight and I had him by finish. I was confident in his power. Uh Tim Means does get hit a little bit. He has been rocked a little bit. And then but Kevin Holland at 170, shredded. Like he looks big oh, yeah. and shredded. I mean, I know he's skinny, but he looks great. His confidence is all time high. He's a dog in there, too. He fights well. You know, big long guy likes to fight at range, but he fights in the clinch dirty well. A lot of people, excuse me, they're going to knock that he got taken down a few times. But instead of playing the guard like he did against the bigger guys, he popped right back up, which is good, which is what Kenny's point was. He's obviously working on that stuff. And I tweeted out he's going to be a problem at 170. And someone's like, a problem for who? And you look at the top 10, top 15 guys, there's only a handful of really strong grapplers that are going to give him a problem. Yeah, I think he matches up well with Vicente Luque. I think he matches up well with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I think he matches up well with with Jorge Masa, who's highly ranked. I think this guy gives these guys fits. He's going to have trouble with the Bala Muhammad's who can do everything. He's got trouble, obviously, with the Colbys and, and Camaros, but. Man, the ceiling is high for him at 170. And he stopped another crime before he did the fight. chase somebody he did. Of he did. and fucking got perfume back or some
0: shit. Uh, the guy's dude. a superhero, and uh, I was blown away. I love this performance. I'm a huge Kevin Holland fan. So ceiling higher on him or Adrian Yanez?
3: Uh, you're not Yanez. I had Yanez on the podcast. Right when I don't. I've only interviewed two fighters because I thought in the beginning of the podcast I was going to be an interview guy, which I'm not. It was Yanez and my, my boy, Chris Curtis, who's, who's a good friend of mine. Oh, uh, the
0: fucking action man. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be in Las Vegas for this seminar. You and got
3: it. I have to. You have to. I may literally
0: console. go to the isn't he? He's fighting. fighting? I'm fighting. Yeah, I we're breaking the fight down. Yeah, I may literally go to the apex just to watch the action man. fight, And then I got to go. You,
3: you know? got to get out. I of can't. There.
0: I got I got a bunch of stuff going on and other yeah. work I have to. attend Sure. To, sure. But. When I saw that the fucking Action, action man, man, Chris, Chris Curtis, Curtis and the Flesh was going to be fighting, I can have a couple my guy, fucking, you know, tequilas and watch the Action Man. But so Chris Curtis, yeah, anyways, you would say. yeah,
3: I'm I'm higher on Yanez. I think Yanez has has, has proven you. Know, he came through the LFA. He fought some tough guys. You know, his fights are all, all his losses are really close. The big knock on him is how can he deal with wrestlers? He lost to Miles John, who's a good wrestler. I think he's fixed that, and he's lethal. He's confident. I love the attitude. Tony Kelly was the bad guy this week, and Yanez was the hero. Double birded him after he knocked him out. Kid is special. I think the kid is really, really special. So I'm higher on Yanez just because of that, just because he's a little younger in that weight division. Um, but I'm still high on Holland, too. But 170 is a shark tank, though. So right, um, right. I, it's always 135. But yeah, I like Yanez.
0: Ken Flo, how many of these finishes on the prelims did you see with Jeremiah Wells and uh, Hamosh and Roman Delidze? Did you see the knee from Roman Delidze? I did um, not. I mean, Kyle Dawkins was day. brutal. Can't feel great today. You know, what a way to open the good, great. So many good names and Mm -hmm. Phil Hawes, obviously good. You feel good good for Cody Stamen. Uh, But we, I want to talk to you briefly, Ken Flo, before we move on, uh, if I could about PFL four in Atlanta, Georgia. Sure. Um, So, you know, I'm just checking the results today. You know, I got a lot of my plate, three kids trying to be a good fucking dad (laughs) here on father's day. You know, watch the (laughs) UFC card last night. Um, My man, Clay Collin lost by split decision in the main event. Is that the truth? He
2: did. He did. I actually thought
0: he won that
2: fight. Uh, BP, I don't know if you saw it. I did. Uh, I'd be curious to get your take on it. But I thought he won the fight. It was close. But at the same time, I I thought he was making some decisions that were making it more difficult on him like mm-hmm. he could have done more basic escapes he was getting fancy with rolling out of things and you know overcomplicating some of his escaping methods and uh he kind of paid for it you know still thought he won and martinez is very underrated and getting good fast um but it felt bad for clay man he had a he had a kid it probably was born yesterday or, or maybe oh, even wow. fight night and um so had a kid on his way and uh, on the way and um uh, came up short there and is missing um you know, missing the playoffs uh, again, so that that was unfortunate, man.
0: Yeah, I has, like Clay a lot. Has has it seems like he's been on the wrong side of a couple splits, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. uh, in, in the PFL. Um, Rob Wilkinson fought Israel Adesanya and what was Adesanya's UFC debut. So naturally, I am always have my eyes on Rob Wilkinson. He had a big win over uh, Victor Pesta, who I think got Ezekiel choked at some point in the UFC, if memory serves. But maybe <laughs> not. Um, Ken Flo, what do you have for me on, uh, on Rob Wilkinson?
2: You know, the first thing that stands out when I see him in person, I go, how the hell? Did he make one hundred and eighty-five pounds? Mm-hmm. He looks massive, dude. <laughs> at two hundred and five pounds, it's it's insane. But man, has he gotten better? Like, here's a guy that you know during the pandemic yeah. was looking for a mixed martial arts fight and was taking boxing fights, pro pro boxing fights, pro kickboxing fights, just to get better. Went over to train with Israel Adesanya for a few camps. You know, obviously committed to the game, was willing to do whatever and go wherever to get better. Uh, and it, it clearly is paying off. He just seems like a completely different fighter everywhere from his wrestling to his striking uh, to his jiu-jitsu and ground and pound um, confidence wise. He, he's a different dude who um, he was he was kind of the dark horse heading into this. He might be yeah. one of the favorites now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's probably between him and Shoeface face uh, to, to win the to win the belt at 205.
0: Right, you watching these PFL of shows? Start to bottom, oh, yeah. top start to bottom, bottom so, yeah. So I, I could f- ask you about Conan silvera's son Josh, and you'd be all look
3: fantastic. Him. I was surprised that was yeah. uh, that was a, 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 a Hamlet was an underdog, and I was like, I, I still Silveira is a favorite. I don't know much about him. I obviously, know a lot about his dad. Went out there and butchered Hamlet, and I was really surprised by that because Martin Hamlet's a good guy, solid fighter, and I didn't expect the finish to happen. I thought silvera was going to win, but. Not like that, yeah. That was that was impressive. Yeah. Jeremy Stevens looked great too. I got to shout out old Heathen Jeremy Stevens. Shaved everything. I mean looked look like a different person. Yeah, fought yeah. a tough uh, tough Irishman uh, and got the split. I thought he won. I thought he won the fight. I don't know why it was a split, but uh, yeah, he looked really good in that fight as well. Big big Jeff power pro. still. Uh,
0: Jeremy Stevens needed a win, obviously. Uh, would would did you think that that fight was closer? Did you uh, how'd you see it? I thought it was pretty close. I
2: thought that second round was probably, um, you know, obviously the closest one or or maybe the controversial one uh, for some people. I thought Jeremy Stevens did enough, but this was a Miles Price uh, that I thought was really motivated – uh, and, and driven to win this fight, um, didn't have a great performance against Anthony Pettis, of course, um, but uh, came back and uh, I thought fought a hell of a fight. I thought Jeremy Stevens just was causing a little bit too much damage uh, during those rounds, and and that's what allowed him to win that fight. But Miles Price was coming you know, uh, pretty damn hard in round mm-hmm. three and uh, had some good position on Stevens, uh, was trying to take him out, but uh, I, I guess in the end it was
0: not enough. Fucking loving my PFL recap. I mean, we might have to do like a fucking Petri dish PFL recap Let's with inflow. Uh millionaire Manfio goes down. Is that what I'm yeah. fucking yeah. Olivier Obama Mercier? What was the betting line on that, Brian? Any idea?
3: I don't know off the top of my head. I, the only one I was gonna play was Martinez over. Clay. Wow. I, because I think Alex Martinez is a, is, is a stud. I think he's a sleeper. He is good, dude. He I didn't get good. a chance to go to Indiana, so I don't know the, but I'm sure OAM, you know, he's coming off a, was he, he's coming off a loft over Schulte, right? N- N- no, he, Schulte? he won. He won. Did he, he beat, beat him. Schulte. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. a very close fight and he looked really good, but yeah, OAM, you know, this is, you can't sleep on this guy. And rashman Manfield obviously knocked out my boy Don, uh, Don Madge in a fight he was losing. And yep. then OAM just, just took him apart in this fight. Uh, I wish I would have bet it, man. I c- couldn't get down to Indiana though.
2: Yeah, OAM's looking good, man. Looking yeah. good. He's, uh, he, you know, undefeated still in the PFL, and he's on his way to the playoffs, man. It wasn't the prettiest fight, sure. uh, yeah. you know, and he acknowledged that, but he did what he had to do to get to get. And the his win.
3: hands are getting a lot better in the UFC. Way he was better. a little boring, I think, at times. Totally. You know, he could, but uh, his hands are, or Chris, especially Weight against Natan Schulte. Yeah, his hands look really good.
0: Looks yeah. like OAM was minus one fifty five. All right, good stuff, okay. great stuff from the UFC with all those finishes and all the bonuses that went out. And uh, you know, I say it all the time. About mixed martial arts and just it, it being the gift that that keeps on giving. Right. I happen to ingest more NBA content this year because the Boston Celtics went That's to right. game six of the NBA finals. Congratulations to the fucking Golden State Warriors. Um, but, you know, you watch these shows and they spend a week trying to quantify where Steph Curry is in terms of the 75 greatest NBA players of all time. And certainly some of our listenership could be like, oh, you're, this is like kettle black shit, right? Because you're always talking in those terms. But, like, think about these two live events for the PFL and the UFC and how much they gave us to talk about. So much so that I'm shortchanging half the guys who finished on the UFC. And mm-hmm. we've been going for 43 minutes. And because we want to keep you guys wanting more, we're going to yeah. stop it down there. But every fucking week this show does itself. You know, yeah. and that's why we all keep showing up. I mean, Peachy right. Peach got a raise, by the way. So,
3: <laughs> Shout out Jeremiah Wells. That was my big hit this weekend. Oh. I was all over him. I couldn't believe it was a dog. Court McGee, uh, you, you don't look good against Court McGee. You just don't, right? And, and the only person that ever did was Santiago Ponsonibio. And Jeremiah Wells, out of, that, out of that Philly gym, they got something special there, man. And uh, obviously didn't see him winning by knockout, but I, I'm big on Jeremiah Wells.
2: Your
0: first time McGee's been knocked out, is that right?
3: Well, Ponsonibio got him years ago.
0: Okay, that yeah, was okay. the only
3: other time he's been finished. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, where do you guys think Steph Curry ranks all the time in terms of NBA <laughs> players? Like, <seven laughs> well, listen, four I mean, rings. I mean, no, but it was like, like, how, how, I mean, I, I'm not going to reach for my Larry Bird picture over there, <laughs> but it's like, how are you going to compare him, Right. And yeah, I mean, I'm comparing like Volkanovsky and Holloway and Jose Aldo, and maybe I shouldn't be, but uh congratulations to Steph Curry. Uh, that's a hell of a player, man. I've never he's seen he, anything like it.
2: He's a Carolina boy. You know who we, you know, mm-hmm. who we had in the PFL audience was Dominique Wilkins, dude. Remember yes, I like that. Him on the broadcast? Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. I'm, imagine if he learned a flying knee. Everyone oh my would be gosh, in trouble. Yes, dude, no. Flying I mean, knee from Nick. What? You know?
3: Steph I mean, Curry, born in Ohio, by the way. Carolina boy, but born in Ohio. Oh, have, okay. All right. That got a Ohio you. blood in him. Let's give him
0: some we go. Yeah. We go back credit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gaethje, uh is not the human highlight. Should be the human highlight. We got a human highlight. Dominic Wilkins, human highlight <laughs> yeah. film. Uh, all right. It is time for the pronunciation of the week. It is UFC fight night. And I'm not going to say the surnames because sure. today for our pronunciation of the week, we have the last names of both of the uh, headlining athletes for the first time, and uh, so we're excited to present that to you. So you got a couple of lightweights here, and uh, very, very big opportunity for both of them. Cody, uh, are you uh, are you going to show your face today? Or see uh, There he We have a little bit of cannabis before the program today. It's good to see you, Cody, hey. white eyed as usual, brother. Uh, it's a legend. Um. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, plead not, the fifth moving right on the to the bus. pronunciation of the week. So pronunciation of the week, and it's good to see you. Uh, I don't know why you thought this week would be off camera, but uh, that's presented not, by that's
4: CBDMD. No, just kidding.
0: No uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here. Uh, so, yeah, these two surnames, I guess these whole names can present some problems. So um, why don't you just tell the masses uh, the two fighters that are competing in the UFC main event on Saturday night?
4: So one of them we have had before, so I hope I don't right. get it right. But Mateusz Gamrot is facing Armand Sarukyan.
0: Yeah, I mean, those sound good to me, man. Let's go. Let's hear, it. Let's hear them.
4: All right. Number one. My name is Mateusz Gamrot. My nickname is Gaimer. My, My name is Mateusz Gamrot. My nickname is Gaimer. I'm hearing, Don't play that for I'm, your
0: kids before they yeah, go to bed.
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm oh. hearing Gamrat, not Gamrot.
0: Yeah. Gamrat. He can play it again as long as there are no children listening before bedtime. <laughs> he can play that again.
4: Uh, I'll play it. My name is Mateusz Gamrot. My nickname is Gaimer.
0: One more time?
4: My name is Mateusz Gamrot. My nickname is Gaimer. Yeah, How I mean, that's,
0: that's a tough one. Yeah, so... Uh, I, Largely, like I think as long as we're all emphasizing the same syllable, we're good. But uh you you hear gamrot, gamrot. Um, as long as we're emphasizing that first syllable, I think, I mean, it's probably going to be a win for me. I do believe uh, on the broadcast, he'll be, well, who the fuck knows? We're all all over the place. As long as we emphasize the right syllable, we're good. <laughs> and then, uh Cody, who's the uh, red corner athlete for us, if you don't mind?
4: Anger. Arman. One more time. Armand. He's like, "It's like Madonna. Armand.
0: He's like, I just go by one name.
2: Yeah uh, <laughs> Yeah. I thought you nailed I thought you nailed that one. That was good.
0: Yeah, that was that, that was really good. And both of those guys just sound like, you know, you asked mm-hmm. me to say it again. Excuse me. <laughs> God. Did you not hear me the first time? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's Mataj yeah. fucking Gamra, okay. Wow. Next. And athlete.
4: Good- Good luck to those gentlemen for having to follow the UFC Austin card. I mean, man, tough.
0: Tough. Right. Stick you back at the apex. No fans. Good luck (laughs) to you. Yeah, I'll be watching, though. I might even make a cameo for that Chris Curtis fight. All right. Need to. Let us get into some of these predictions. Now, normally I would avoid a minus 900, but I wanted Mm -hmm. to give you guys a little chance to talk about Umar Nurmagomedov against Nate Manis. Nurmagomedov minus 900, Manis plus 625. Doesn't look like Manus on paper, but I listened to the file before mm-hmm. the show. So, um, all right, Nurmagomedov undefeated, minus 900, uh, submitted the very tough Brian Kelleher in March at UFC 272. Uh, was to face Jack Shorebry around that same time. Um, that fight went away. I couldn't necessarily find out why. Um, Manus on the other side, 14-1, and 3-0 and in the UFC. Your thoughts on this main card matchup coming up on Saturday.
3: I'm glad we got to break down this fight because I think Umar is probably the best, and I'm including Islam in that. Um, he's going to be proven to be the best from the Khabib stable. I think he has everything. His stand-up, his his, his wrestling, everything. I understand he's a minus 900. It's crazy. You're going to have to find ways to play this. And Nate, Nate, great! Uh, this is kind of a uh, local boy for me. He's He, he fought a lot in Northern Kentucky. His pro debut was against a, a guy that was at the gym, same gym, same team teammates, and I remember watching a fight, seeing him fight a couple times locally, and Turned a uh, uh, very heavily wrestler, big for the division, and then now he's really found his hands a little bit. Looked great in the gravelly fight. I mean, broke his jaw, came back, knocked him out. It was unbelievable. He's a solid kid, solid prospect. I can understand why if the value boys are going to go – because he's going to close at my, plus 700, 800, right? Yeah. I can understand we're p- making a poke at him because he is a solid – he's 14-1. to 1, He's a solid dude. But I just think Umar's is just on another level. I think he's faster. I think he's stronger. I think his cardio is on point. You know, Khabib – taking over his training camp is is just has been nothing but great for those guys and uh i like the quick turnaround you know he, he destroyed brian kellner who i who i keep in high regard boom kellner yeah. is the man and uh he made it look easy which no one does and uh yeah so yeah i like umar a lot here i, I hate picking a minus 900 being a fucking sure. chalk yeah uh, little bitch but uh it is what it is i think the kids are talented so i'm gonna go
4: yeah. umar
0: Ken Flo, Medov, as Brian mentioned, making a quick turn. Manus, not the case. Uh, that gravely fight was 10 months ago, September 2021. Uh, Manus seemingly up against it here. Your thoughts on this main card fight?
2: Yeah, I think he is as well. You know, Manus is tough. Um, I, I think his best shot is trying to get uh, Nurmagomedov, uh early, you know, trying to catch him with a shot coming in or something like that um but um yeah Norm is going to be too good here. I, I I don't see him losing this one. Um obviously a big favorite here and and for good reason.
0: All right, we'll go right back to you on this one at middleweight. The action man Chris Curtis minus 155 taking on the four-time Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu World Champion the world-class Adolfo Vieira, who is plus 135. Kenfo, wrestlers perhaps rightfully so get sensitive with that term world-class. I felt like Adolfo Vieira, IBJJF Hall of Famer. I mean, if he's not world-class, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, if there should be a, a true-to-definition world-class jiu-jitsu player, but this is MMA, uh, and he's the underdog here against Chris Curtis. Your thoughts on this one at 185 pounds?
2: Yeah, listen, no, absolutely world-class. That is uh, very much justified and correct. Um, he, he's won it all, uh, definite Brazilian jiu-jitsu legend. Um, and, and I like the way he's developing. You know, he, he there's certain times where I've seen him fight where I'm like, man, does he have it? Does he have it mentally? Is he a fighter? Um, and um, I, and I don't mean that disrespectfully because I those are the guys that end up getting really badly hurt, and you don't want to see that. Uh, Vieira is such a nice guy, uh, really is. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's been certain times where like, man, I I hope he he turns around and gets it together, and he has, and he has. I I think that he is improving. Um, I, I think that um, he's experienced some ups. He's experienced some downs. I think he's, he, he kind of knows what he's getting himself into now. He's making the proper adjustments. Um, and he's going against a guy in, in Chris Curtis who's very dangerous, a guy who knows how to come back, a guy who's not um, going to get intimidated or just because he gets taken down or in a bad position that he's going to give up on himself. Chris Curtis is going to keep firing back, and he's going to try to win that fight every second of every round. Um, but um, I, I do think this is going to be a tough matchup for him. Hedolfo Vieira, if he's able to get you on your back, you are in trouble. Um, and I, I think he's getting more comfortable utilizing the strikes to set up a lot of his um, guard passes and, and his advances of positions and his submissions. So um, I, I kind of like him in this underdog role. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think it's it's willing to go, you know, I'm willing to go for it. I think it's a, a decent bet here for Vieira and uh. Um, yeah. I think he could pull off a submission here.
0: Yeah, no, I, it makes sense. It's a good breakdown. Uh, the judges just don't give you credit for any of that stuff. You're talking. Yeah, about. exactly. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I love all the judges. They're my buddies. If I was getting bar mitzvah this weekend, you'd all be fucking invited. Brian, um, what do you have press on Vieta uh, and, uh, and the action man. Chris? Curtis?
3: No secret here where I'm going. Listen, I, I was, I'm good friends with Chris Curtis. I've, I mentioned he saved my life one time. That is just true. I've sparred over a hundred rounds with a guy early in his pro career. He was my guy. I helped him cut weight. I I pulled the sauna suit off him. We're as close as close gets. We used to be moved out to California first. Now Vegas. I love the guy. Talk to him weekly. Um, and I think this is it's a tough matchup for him. The big knock on Chris Curtis is get him to the ground, right? His takedown defense has been poor. He was a PFL guy, Magomed, Magomed, Mar- Magomed Marie Shuprov, or whatever. Magomed, I'm
2: sorry, off You got it. There you it. go.
3: Yeah. But yeah, beat him yeah. twice, took him to the ground. And then, um, you know, and then he's only been submitted once in his career by Tom Galicchio all the way back in the day. Um, so his submission defense is good. His wrestling is getting better. When he went to Vegas, uh, Eric Nixik in, and, uh, and, uh Coach Wood, we're like, we're just going to – all we're doing is work in wrestling because that's what you need. He touches the body better than anyone. He comes in as an underdog against Phil Hawes, knocks him out. We all just saw a good Phil Hawes looked Coming against – Brandon Allen, 26-year-old, confident guy, knocks him out. You know, I'm I'm on the action man here. He's the favorite. I understand the matchup. But I'm so glad Kenny picked the jiu-jitsu guy. Jiu-jitsu because he's the jiu-jitsu man. So I got a little bet for Kenny if he wants to take it. Oh, no. Everybody wants us to bet. You know, it's the end of
0: the year. We're going to cover his hair before you
3: even No, no, no. So Kenny's got to go on camera. Kenny's got to look pretty. He's a face. We all know that, right? So I don't I don't I don't want to do anything with his hair's hairs glorious. So if I win, I was thinking we can flow rock just a fucking stash for maybe a week, do a podcast with a beautiful stash because I can't grow a mustache. Or and if I lose, if Chris loses, Kenny can do pick whatever he wants to do with my hair, shave the middle, mohawk, buzz it, whatever he wants. And I want to lay it out to Mr. Flow. I know you're getting a dog price here. So oh, it, it's up to you, brother. Or uh, if you I don't, don't want to shave your facial hair, pop a shoey on, on on the podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: I'll she do a shake.
2: I'll, I'll do that. I'll shoo-y do that. It is. I, yeah, I mean, my, my wife, my daughter, they'll throw up if I have a mustache. <laughs> yeah, like mustache. Uh, yeah, Fair enough. A, yeah, that's that. We'll pop a shoey
3: on the podcast. Okay, yeah. that's how. I, so obviously, my pick is the action man. I'm glad we're have descending picks on that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you don't want to scare the children with the mustache. You know? <laughs> there, are, there are some videos populating yeah, on the uh, on social media right now of kids being freaked out when their dad, like, shaves his beard. Shaves, I've seen hey, those, since yeah. we're digressing, though, Bri, yeah. if we're just going all in, live yeah. radio, chips in the center Let's of the it. table, yeah. I got an offer for you, okay? Sure. I don't know what your employer thinks about you taking Friday, July 1st off, but I'd like to get your ass to Las Vegas. You use okay. one of my tickets for UFC 276. There might be a live broadcast of the Anakin Florian podcast on this radio row thing. Sure. And uh, Ken Flo and I can't be there. But maybe you and Boston Anna could step in. So I, I mean, uh, I can look into it. Uh, I know I have some
3: days banked up. I don't miss much work. So uh, uh, I can look I into mean, it
0: for the you. The June 19th notice isn't idea. You know, when you put my guy <laughs> Ken Flo on the spot. I, yeah. I'm not going to say there that for you now. now. So hey, trying to get you to Vegas. We'll see press. if we can put all that together. But uh, perfect, we need to perfect. get to the co-main event. Um, and, Ken Flo, you're going to lead us on the main event, so just fucking put that in your back pocket. You, you got uh, it. Co-main event, Shavkat-Rachmanov, minus 380, Neil Magny, plus 290. This is a big fight at welterweight. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, Rachmanov is undefeated, 15-0, and can move into the top 10, where Magny currently resides. Um, Magny, though, toughest test by far to date for Rachmanov, um, but he's a 4-1 favorite here, Bri. I mean, no. getting all the respect and... I guess that's from the betting public as well. Um, any value on Magny for you and the value boys out there?
3: Yeah, I mean, of course there's value on Neil. I mean, he's so tough. He's durable. He's an awkward guy to fight. Unfortunately, I felt like the past two fights, even though he's won, I, you know, I saw him live in Columbus. I don't think he beat Max Griffin. I'm, you know, no respect to, disrespect to Magny. It was a very close fight. I mean, again, I don't, I don't throw the R word around. But Rachmaninoff's next level. I, when Rachmaninoff debuted, everyone was talking about Chamiya. And I was like, "Yeah, that's cool, and he's great because he's got a personality everything you know he smashes everyone, brother. but this kid huh. that with, with the with the with the wearing a wolf that I'm pretty sure he murdered on his head,
0: <laughs> you know what I
3: mean, And this kid's got some real skills, and he's fought some really good people so far, and he's made it look pretty easy. his stand up's really good. he's kind of got an awkward body type the match Neil magny. He's strong as all get out. I think his submissions are good. I think this is going to look a lot like uh, Magny and Ponsonibio, Magny, and maybe RDA where Magny's just going to get a little overwhelmed on the ground and, and, and probably just get finished here. I like Rachmanov. I like him by finish. The number's a little too high for me to take him straight up, but I will take him by by finish. Um, I'm flirting with TKO submission, but uh, I, I'm really high on Rachmanov. I think this is going to propel him to, like John said, top 10, top 5, or top 5. I think a Sean Brady matchup in the future is is something I'm getting excited about. So uh, give me all the shock Rob Markmanov.
0: Ken Flo Magny has made a career uh, beating guys that on paper he's not necessarily supposed to beat. 19 UFC welterweight wins. George St. Pierre doesn't have 20. Uh, Your thoughts on Magny here against Rachmanov? Not a lot of people seemingly giving him a shot as usual.
2: Yeah, listen, uh, Neil Magny, there was a point where I felt like He was on point with his game. He was focused. He was consistent throughout the fight. Um, Now I feel like, you know, we see kind of flashes of brilliance, but we see him kind of either check out or, you know, make poor decisions during a fight. I don't know exactly what is going on and and why that is. Um, But um, I I don't like his chances here. Uh, Like Brian, I'm super high on Rachmaninoff. I I think he's a fantastic talent. Uh, No one's really talking about him. Um, and I I don't think anyone at 170 pounds wants to fight him. Um, I I think he's good everywhere. He's dynamic. Uh, he's hungry. He's fast. He's athletic. Um, he's a good wrestler. So, um, I, I, I like Rachmaninoff here and I think this is a good fight for him to make, make his name, um, more well known.
0: And if Magny wins, Kenny will keep the beer, but he's going to shave his whole head, his eyebrows. <laughs> oh, and, uh, God. Oh, my oh. God. So, and by the way, we got to talk about the action man off the wow. air because that's interesting, Bry, that you guys are that close because uh, yeah. he's one of my favorites, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Main event, Armand Sarukyan 255, Mataj Gamrot, plus 215. Sarukyan, pretty big favorite here, Ken Flo, which I guess tells you something. He's 25 years old, 18 and 2 as a pro. He's won five in a row. Since dropping his debut, that came against Islam Akasha back in 2019. It was a fight of the night. On the other side, Gamrot out of Poland, former KSW lightweight champion. He has won three in a row since dropping his debut against Guram Kutateladze. That was a split in 2020. Big spot for these two guys headlining against each other. First main event for both parties. Can Flo, you going with the Chalky Sarukyan or, uh, or Mataj Gamrot?
2: I really like Sarukyan. I, I think um, you know he's developed nicely. I think he's getting better all the time. Um, you know, I again, it, it was a good sign uh, when you saw his his fight against uh, Mahashev way back in the day. How well he did back then. I think he's improving really well. But uh, I'm high. I'm high on Gamrat. You know, I, I think that um, the way that he mixes his striking in to get into grappling range and look for takedowns. Um I think he's way cleaner on the ground than Sarukian as well. Um Sarukian makes mistakes, Gamrot really doesn't. Sarukian um, athletically is, is so good where he's able to um, you know not let people take advantage of some of those mistakes. Um, But he gets a little wild at times, you know, uh, can lose position at times. Gomrat is just a juggernaut who moves forward, who's very clean with his his techniques for the most part. Again, doesn't make a heck of a lot of mistakes. Um, And I think it's just riding high on confidence. I also think there's an argument to be made that he's had the the more difficult... um, You know, fights, you know, you look at the quality of competition. I'm really impressed with what Gomron has done. Uh, He's faced a lot of experience in the octagon. And um, I I like him for the upset here. I I like the underdog here. Yeah, I see the
0: value and and pre UFC schedule as well. Uh, Brian Petrie, uh, any main event action for you? I guess here you have no choice. You got to have action.
3: Of course. Act, always main event action. And Kenny kind of stole my pick here. I was flirting with it a little bit. I love the value on Gamron because outside the UFC, he's a stud. His cardio, he's built for five rounds. I think, you know, the Guron fight that he lost by split decision. You give him two more rounds, I think he wins that fight. Um, This kid's a stud, but um, Sukron comes in, fights Islam, right? And, and holds his own against a stud. Then gets OAM out there, or excuse me, decisions OAM, Dobby Ramos, which you know, everyone's like, don't take him to the ground because this kid's a study. Takes him to the ground. He's he's okay. Matt Vervoli is a great grappler himself, destroys Matt Vervoli a decision win, but he dominates him. Cristio Diagos, who I can't pronounce, is, is a bulldozer. They got, no one finishes him. So Sukran, now he's getting a little older. Now he's finishing people, right? Finished Jagos and then Joel Alvarez, which is an absolute beating who I have. Alvarez, very high. Tricky on the ground, huge for 155. Good striker. And Sucran just those him. I keep mispronouncing his name. I apologize. Um, I was born marbles in marbles my mouth, guys. I apologize. Uh, but I was leaning towards Gamrot because he is also, I think, the better fighter for five rounds. I think his stand up's cleaner. I think his wrestling is going to cancel out Sucran's wrestling. But there's just something about this kid. I faded him twice. I faded him in the – th- I believe the Favola fight because, uh, you know, Favola, like I was like, oh, Favola's a good grappler. And then I, I, w- I put a lot of money on Alvarez. I don't think I'm going to fade him. I mean, I know it's a hefty price and the value on, on, on the side of Gamrot, and I love that pick by Kenny. I'm going to go opposite here. Just let's, let's make it a little fun here. I'm going to go to Ukraine. I, I think he's going by decision. I don't think he can get Gamrod out of there, but uh, let, let, let's go by decision.
0: Very curious to see this main event – ufc fight night sarukyan versus gamrock bp we'll we'll figure out that pronunciation off the air you know <laughs> it's tough it. when you're when you're word. looking at Sarukian all day or whatever the fuck it's i it's so funny because i have, so I, have you know?
3: I have two friends of mine that their names start with t but it's, it's pronounced like the s So you just ignore the t right. and i still can't fucking get it so that's how oh. my brain works so
0: well, it's always good to see you at Brian Petrie MMA if you want more, and uh, we will touch base uh, about UFC 276 off the air, but appreciate your uh, time and energy today. Absolutely, term.
3: boys. Happy Father's Day, everyone,
0: and uh, good seeing you, boys. See you. There Happy he is. Father's Happy Day. Father's Day to you as well, buddy. Uh, all right. We got to get on out of here. Before we do, though, we're going to uh, check back in with Cody Merrow. By the way, Petrie last week, uh, $100 on all of his picks, would have won you $315.45. Um, Kempflo didn't keep the change. Not to keep the change guy, but uh, hundred bucks on Kempflo's picks would have been minus fifty four dollars and fifty five cents. Uh, hi Cody.
4: Yeah, well, excuse my math. I'm a little bit in the green when I'm doing it over here. So, right. <laughs> no, nothing. I don't, you yeah, can on me. I not need
0: a I like you. I just like that you're leaning into it. <laughs> yeah. Leaning into it. Well, I have it got to, me yeah. off guard. Yeah. Well, I didn't leave you much wiggle room. You know.
4: Yeah, I feel that. Well, and also. the, uh, you know, poor Brian Petrie, huh? You get the name, you gotta sit there and pronounce it and figure it out. I mean, I feel so bad, you know. He's I love you this guy. This guy. I mean, damn. Yeah, I know get thrown to the wolves. So I did have a question for you guys to bring off the marrow seconds here from our buddy Jim Fucking Casuals on Twitter. How would you rate UFC Austin among the all time best fight cards?
0: Probably about where Steph Curry is, you know. Who in the cares? Pantheon.
4: In the I love
0: fucking casuals, one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter, but don't care, you know. Um,
4: <laughs>
0: hey, you if know? Manic's
2: not involved, it's not in my top ten. There
4: All you right? go. I mean, a, you know. dude, that I was actually I found myself about halfway through the card thinking to myself like, "Damn, I wish John was on this card." The energy was good there. The th- energy the no was good. there. No the was no No fight remained on the commentary, yeah, 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 but yeah. I just wanted more John, you know. Okay, and cre- credit guy. credit credit the DC for giving it back to Phil Hawes in the in the Octagon there. I thought that was a pretty funny clip. Yeah,
0: not always easy being DC. Uh it what is, else? It is got? not.
4: It is not. Especially when you, you just can't slap somebody, you know? It's like, if it was 20 years ago, it's was like, you ain't speaking up to D.C. I'm not. <laughs> Fair. So, looking ahead, I know you mentioned UFC 276. Hopefully, we can get BP there. Going to be a whole melding of the minds. Unfortunately, we know Ken Flo won't be there unless... Yeah, uh, I mean, will. this fucking guy... <laughs> we're just going to buy <laughs> it out. We're going to buy out. He actually has a think.
0: PFL show the <laughs> night before UFC 276, so... I. Uh, it's an excused absence.
4: Uh, so I did want to bring up two things about that early on. So just looking ahead at the odds, some stuff that people might want to jump on. Jessica Rose Clark right now, minus 120 versus Julia Stolyranco. I think that's going to swell. I think okay. she should be a huge favorite. Uh, and then Drikus Duplicy, plus 110 against Brad Tavares. I would expect that to maybe flip by the time we get to actually get to Vegas. Interesting. You so like Drikus. I like Dricus, yeah. Right. Dracus? Yeah. Dricus. He's been on the pronunciation week. I should know it
0: yeah well i mean i'm nothing without uh, my notes everybody knows that i Drake think it's great i you. think you're right uh uh
4: number two new yep. new nickname announcement here from the podcast so not a big you know big mouth yeah funny but like kevin
0: the vigilante holland i mean
4: <laughs> it's just so much better
0: right yeah it's right.
2: It's perfect
0: i thought you were going to tell us that phil haas is now no hype no, but I guess no. that would not be breaking news. Did you know Phil Haas now has a new nickname? It's no hype. I kind of like it. It's like, I don't want your fucking hype.
4: Yeah, you know? I'll take some of it. Follow at Cody Marrow. underscore. <laughs> yeah, on that's good. That's good. Uh, you know what else is good? What's that? Is that the UFC is heading back to Boston officially August 13th.
0: What? From that's what not- I saw on the Internet. No. That's no true. I've seen I it. Believe it's it's true. Multiple places. I think they're going to San Diego for Dominic Cruz and Cheeto Vera. Maybe I, get and, the I and, wrong. and I believe it's it's uh I mean that's a that's a home game for Dominic and uh against the greatest finisher that division's ever seen. Uh he'll be the underdog. But uh no, they announced that fight on the broadcast this weekend. Um, when you were Cheech and Chong up in fucking smoke over there,
4: yeah, um, I, I was watching on the fights. It just we didn't forgive me because um, of that, but you could. Fix but I believe question. it
0: was announced for San Diego. Uh, but it seems like Boston is like on the horizon. But I will say about Boston, and I don't know. I really don't know. People say like, I know nothing. Okay, Cody finds this shit out before I do. Rest <laughs> assured. But I was hoping they would hold out for a pay per view in Boston. But the truth is, they can bang out TD Garden for a UFC fight night. Saurokian versus Gamrot. I'm telling you, it's a fight town. Like, Kemp that's just the truth, you know? It is. I'm telling you, when TJ Dillashaw and Dominic Cruz fought at TD Garden in 2016, you know, you fucking Jim and Ravia had no idea who fucking Dominic Cruz was. He buys his ticket, fucking UFC Fight Nights of the God, I don't care who's on the fucking cap. You got anything else, Cody?
4: Well, both me and Boston Anik were there for the uh, pay-per-view in Boston the last time, yeah, so. And know.
0: you and Boston Anik are both going to be there, at UFC 276. Cody's flight is booked, so, you know, hey, there, you, Cody's got some Cody when him, the New Hampshire comes out Cody's got some haters now in the public space so just code rest as she's 6-3 it's Cody Merrill looking for a fight at UFC 276 just <laughs> careful crossing him
4: just coming careful. soon on Fight Pass John give him the ad read alright moving on <laughs> uh, one, so I mean we could easily fill the Worcester Shocks arena right why not do a fight night in there huh we're going to this Texas arena it's like 10,000 people oh I
0: see what you're saying welcome to Worcester yeah
2: welcome why not
4: we I could do that. we could do
0: a card in Walth in, in, in Waltham. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, we All could right. definitely go. go there
4: and <laughs> It's right next to Candyland, actually. Yeah. The made up place. Uh Massachusetts native Joe Lozon, unfortunately. Oh. Knee locked up right after weigh-ins. He was Ew. vlogging about it, you know, very transparent.
2: Um, Ken, you ever experienced something like that? A knee lock up and just but- so I've been really lucky. My knee is my so that seems like it's a meniscus thing. Uh, my meniscus is torn in my left knee, so I'm starting to experience the beginnings of that. Luckily, I haven't had any serious knee injuries over the course of my career, but it's coming. That yeah. sucks, man. That, that that was awful to hear.
0: Cody, it seemed like there was some tib fib dislocation, and eventually like a- he read okay. some message that. Uh, alerted him to a stretch that alleviated whatever he was dealing with, but it's crazy. Uh, yeah, he hopefully- found an
4: Instagram video that ended up unlocking his knee. He contacted the UFC on Saturday morning and said, crazy. Hey, like, I'm good, like, I'll fight. And it, you know, Cowboy would have been down. I don't ever think it got to Cowboy because UFC was like, not yeah. a kid.
0: Yeah, Cowboy fucking six yeah. butt heavies deep at that point, I, you know. He's but still, Kenny, it, you need to go to Joe Lozon's Instagram account. Not that we're trying to, you know, pump up like former Ken Flo opponents necessarily on the yeah. program. But go to at Joe Lozon MMA or whatever it Damn. is. And uh, no, there was some. I I literally think somebody commented to him like, "Hey, I had this Tib Fin thing. Check it out." And his mind was blown. Like he couldn't even what? put any weight on it without being in agony. And then yeah, That's pretty insane. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, the hey, gentle art. All these jujitsu players. No well, right.
4: On. I mean, hey, good thing. So Kenny said, "Oh, I'm experiencing this problem now." Yeah at the commentary desk, not walking into a cage fight to fight somebody for your life. You know
0: are you challenging him to like come back and fight? Is that what you're doing right now? Well actually actually,
4: hey, I I got a contact at CFFC Grappling if you want to take on GSP. He said he's interested. There we go. Yeah. yeah. GSP versus Ken John, you're showing up for that. I know you are.
0: KenFlo, do you anybody idea have any idea what it costs for this guy to show up for grappling? (laughs) Like his show money is prohibitive, certainly for uh for some of these grappling outfits right now. (laughs) KenFlo show money is prohibitive uh um, yeah what, well so what I, do you think you're paying you think it's not showing up 15k to show so sorry i, I hear what this new, show my five grand for chem flow uh,
4: it's called live grappling and they're willing to break the bank for kenny there we okay, go great. oh, watch point. Watch good good point. The oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> good that's
0: good the saudi arabian golf tour yeah um <laughs> no i mean it, well, once he pays that's out true. the age i mean you know we need probably 25 to show um And then, you know, we're going to manipulate the rule set as well. So
2: Exactly. (laughs) John's going to be my agent, by the way. Perfect. Contact Uh, John if you're interested.
4: Yeah. So last thing. Yes. What do you got? Uh, Total fight time for the UFC Austin event. In cage octagon fight time, 97 minutes. Total time of the finishes. If you take out the decisions, you skip all the decisions. I don't want to see them. 17 minutes, 58 seconds. So the total fight time, you could watch the movie Mean Girls. Classic, the movie Elf, and also Clerks 2, all 97 minutes long. So you can pound through this if you haven't seen it yet. But if you're watching this podcast, you probably have.
0: I love it. Great stuff, Cody. And if you are a father to daughters, right? Mean Girls, I trot that out all the time, right? If my daughters like or not. I'm like, hey, were you in that movie Mean Girls? gets them every time you know so just softly say to your dog, hey that wasn't very nice were you were you in that movie fucking mean girls riley <laughs> no all right we got to get on out of here 353 episodes in the can uh thank you to our sponsor today ufc fight pass i spent so much time on that application i would encourage you to do the same um thank you to our guests brian petrie and ray longo next week sean sheehan's back folks yup Diving on in more scoring talk. Of course, he has more to offer to the space than just that. But uh, it's a perspective that I think has too much value to ignore. So Sean Sheehan will be back on the yeah. program next week. Uh, and we will also get you ready for UFC 276 Adesanya versus Canadair. Uh, don't forget Kenny Flory and If you want to get into that world, a lot of really good stuff on that website. Millions co for the one more sleep merchandise. Limited edition city themed Las Vegas T-shirts for one more sleep are up right now. And the broader merchandise for the podcast, like the shirt Kenflow's wearing, not now, but right now, uh, anaclorianpodcast.com. FAM15, these fucking promo codes, Kelby, is it AF15? I don't know. There's a promo code if you want some. FAM15, got it right the first time, anaclorianpodcast.com. Thank you all for indulging us. Ken you got anything else to say to the masses before we get on out of here? Happy Father's Day, maybe.
2: Yeah, happy Father's Day to everybody. We got a couple of PFL cards. So the day before, what, a Friday night? A little Friday night fight for the next couple of weeks. Uh, PFL on ESPN. That's it.
0: This Friday night. Where are you going to be? Yeah. Atlanta, Georgia yes, again? Sir.
2: Atlanta, Georgia. Look at it. this fucking
0: guy. South Carolina to Atlanta. South Carolina yeah. to Atlanta. You want to go to Singapore? A little further? That's, that's that's pretty far. Well, we'll see you Friday night and uh obviously back here on Sunday for uh for another edition of the podcast. But thank y'all for listening, subscribing, watching, and uh tell your friends. We'll talk to you next week. Thank y'all. you, all. See you all later.